Hi there, this is Desiree Summer, and this is the podcast where we discuss all things beauty and adventure. And today I thought we would talk about getting started and people who look like they're really, really lucky. And we're talking about this because, well, I just started this podcast. And it's harder than I thought it would be. I knew it would be hard. I didn't think it would be this hard. So to inspire myself, I went to the woman who inspired me to do this, who I love, and I thought, I'm going to look at her first podcast. So I went to her website, and I clicked back to 2014, and I played the very first one, and I played about 20 of them. It's true, she didn't start out sounding like she does now, but on the other hand, it didn't sound that bad. And I kept wondering, where was her awkward beginning? I was feeling even more discouraged. I was starting to think, maybe she's just really lucky. Of course, she's very, very hardworking. I could see that. But it looked like maybe she just had the talent for this from the very beginning, like she was a natural. Now, I hate that kind of thinking, and I really don't intellectually buy it. And through the years I had followed her, I did notice she had mentioned other websites before this one. So what did I do? I did what any internet sleuth would do. I went back and looked at the old websites because nothing you put on the internet ever really goes away. What did I find? I found gold. I found her very first uh, blog and website. And I was shocked because it was from 2008. I had been comparing my beginnings to her midpoint, not her beginning point. And when I looked at her messaging from 2008, it was the same message, but it wasn't quite as polished. And I also got to see the things on her website that didn't work, that she got rid of really quickly or, you know, that just went nowhere. That was really reassuring. But the whole thing was also really, really sobering because I realized that it took a decade for her to get where she is now, more than a decade. And I had been hoping to get where she was, or somewhere kind of close, in a year. But by pressuring myself to get to where she was in one year, I was making it so I was going to quit early. I was going to get discouraged. We do have to give our dreams the time they're going to take. So that's rule number one of lucky ladies in my book. Don't try to compress your dream, but give it the time that it really is going to take. You'll be better off in the long run. And compressing your dream is going to add too much pressure. You're going to expect too much too soon. You're going to give up early, and that won't be good. Now, I think we all hoped I would find that, expected I would find that. We know that skill takes time to develop, and that luck really isn't a thing. But... When I was looking back, I saw something else that she was doing differently from me from the very beginning. She was investing in herself. She was betting on herself. She was putting her money into her dream, even before she was really ready. For instance, she had bought her website and had it designed by someone before she was even out of her training. Now let's compare that to me. I had the money to buy and have my website designed and I decided to do it myself because I thought that was really practical and sensible. I would see where this went. I would wait till I got some external validation and then I would invest in it, 
then I would put the money in. I was hedging my bets. And when I thought about that, it doesn't really make sense. It's a little like having a beloved pet or even a child or even a houseplant and deciding you're not really sure it's gonna work out even though you want it to. So you're just gonna give it half of what it needs. There's no way any living thing can thrive with only half of what it needs. And our dreams are the same. If we want them to flourish and grow, we have to go all in. We have to invest in them. So that's rule number two of lucky ladies. Bet on yourself, go all in on your dream. Don't hedge your bets, right? Give your dream what it needs. But there was one other thing I noticed and it really blew my mind. I noticed when I went through her blog posts and her social media from way back when that she had been living her life as well as pursuing her dream. And she had been really living her life. She'd been going on vacations to Paris. She had been reading good books, flying off to Aspen, learning things for the sheer pleasure of it. And again, she was doing it while she was just creating her business, creating her dreams. I had been doing the opposite. I thought my ace in the hole and my ability to get lucky was that I was working on my dream seven days a week. I thought that play and pleasure and fun, all that came after you achieved your goal. And in fact, if you tried to pursue it during, you would definitely fail. It would take so much longer. You have to forego your life and go all in on that dream to the exclusion of everything else in order to make it happen. But joie de vivre was not hurting her bottom line at all. In fact, her business was flourishing. She was one of the most prolific women in her field at that time. She had more programs. She was very consistent with blog posts and podcasting. And even more than that, I think people could tell she was having a great time in her life and they wanted to be a part of that. Joy is very magnetic. <clears throat> people wanted to create that joy in their lives. And she had been able to take all the things she loved that she was passionate about, that she was learning in her life, and give her programs that little something something that made them different than everyone else's. All in all, it looked like Schwade Viver was a pretty good business plan. In fact, I realized that the way I had been doing things had been costing me. When I thought it was only going to take a year to get to my dream, to get to the success, putting my life on hold seemed doable, unpleasant, but doable. But when I thought about the fact that this may take you know, two, three years to start to take off, five years to really start to go, and 10 years to create mastery, no one can put their life on hold for a decade. No one would want to. It was not at all doable. And not having a vibrant life outside of work was costing my work. It was costing my dream. I could see from her life that our dreams and our lives feed each other. And if you starve one, you end up starving the other. It's gonna take a lot longer to get where you wanna go. After that, I kinda stopped digging. I think I had found what I wanted to. I could see that by not giving my dream the right amount of time, by trying to make it happen faster, by not giving it the resources it needs, by not going all in, and by not having a life I had been starving my career, starving this business I was starting. And I could see that if I did it her way, if I was willing to give myself the time I needed to really develop this goal, if I was willing to go all in on it, 
to invest the money and the time and the intention that I had and that it needed. And if I was willing to have a life while I was doing this that would feed my goal, I was probably going to get lucky a lot sooner and be more successful. So those are my three little lessons I learned this past week. And for the first time in about a year, I actually took the weekend off. I had a wonderful time. I learned how to make pizza. I played cards. I tasted wine. I did not travel, but soon, soon hopefully we will all be traveling again. I'm gonna sign off, but before I go, I am very, very curious. Have you ever investigated someone you admired? Have you ever tried to find their earliest efforts? And what did you discover? Thanks so much, guys. Bye.